Hey everyone, welcome back to It Pays to Fear God. I'm your boy, Ewetawa Nomarin, and in this video, we're going to talk about conversion, or what it means to be called by God. You know, the thing about being called by God is that it's one of the biggest things that there really is to talk about in Christianity. It's one of the most significant things that God Almighty can ever do for you and I. It is the point in our lives when, I like to call it a transformation, because when God Almighty calls us, our lives change completely. It's not a magical fashion like some people describe it. When you're converted or when you're called to God, there's going to be this shaking or something supernatural is going to happen. Not necessarily, but essentially your life is going to be completely changed and you're going to move in a new direction. St. Paul said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. So essentially, when God Almighty calls us, we are taking on a completely new life. And in this video, we're going to be discovering what exactly that life is and different ways we can identify whether God Almighty has called us. We'll be looking at 10 ways to know that God Almighty has called you. Number one, it's very simple. When you read the scriptures and you, it's just like a history book or literature, right? You don't really see any kind of meaning in it. That is, when you read the scriptures, but then the life you live is completely different from what you read, then you haven't really been called by God. But when you study the scriptures and you aren't just looking at a history book, you're not just looking at a book, you're looking at your life, that is, where you belong. You feel like the Bible is a guide to how you should be living. The psalmist stated, Thy word is a lamp onto my feet and a light onto my path. So when the Bible is like that to us, we don't just read it, but we want to use it to live our lives, then that is a sign that God Almighty has called us because the Bible now means more to us. We really want to use it to direct where our lives should not go. Then, based on what we've just discussed, another sign that God Almighty has called you is if your entire attitude to life, that is the way you live your life, is completely changed by the preaching of the gospel message or when you study the scriptures. If you look at Acts chapter 2, verse 37, you can see that there were some people who had listened to Peter. And when they heard him, they were pricked in their hearts. That is conversion. Because you don't just hear the gospel message, but it changes you. If you read Psalm chapter 19, verse 7, that the word of God converts the soul, making wise the simple. If you also read Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says that the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So it is able to change the way you used to live, the way you used to think. So if you look at that Acts chapter 2 verse 37, you see that the way they began to live their lives after hearing 
Peter's message was completely different from how they used to live because they were called by God. So when we see that happen in our lives, that means God Almighty has visited us. Then, a third sign that God has called us is if the way we reason, that is, the way we think generally, it's not based on whatever's happening in the world. That is, whatever's going on in the world doesn't drive us. When God Almighty has not called us, we begin to be influenced by what people think about us, what people say about us, what people generally do, the kinds of cars people drive, the kinds of houses people live in. They become very important to us. We want to catch up with worldly standards and all that. But when God calls us to Him, then all of a sudden, we'll see that that just changes. We begin to mind the things of God. We become more interested in doing God's will and advancing His purpose instead of competing with other people in the lives that they're living. If you read Romans chapter 8, verse 5, St. Paul described it like this, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. So when we see that our focus moves from just trying to compete with other people in worldly matters, and then shifts to trying to please God, trying to do His will, really focusing on that, then we know that we have been converted. That is, God Almighty has called us to His fold. Then, another thing that we can use to know whether we've been called by God or not is whether our service to Him is just about, okay, every Sunday we go to church, we read the scriptures, we pray every morning, you know, tradition, routine. Like, when it moves from that to we actually serve God from our hearts. That is, worshiping God is about the way we live our lives and our knowledge influences everything we do. That's when we've been called by God. If we read Romans chapter 2, verses 28 and 29, St. Paul described it as a Jew who lives his life outwardly. That is, everything concerning God is just with his hands and with his mouth, versus the true Jew, the person who worships God in his heart. That is, his worship is sincere. His love for God comes from within him. He said, For he is not a Jew which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh, but he is a Jew which is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. You'll be able to see that the way we'll be living our lives will be based on that, so that our service is sincere and we are worshiping God from our hearts. That's what Jesus said. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In John chapter 4, Verse 24. Then another interesting sign that we can use to tell whether God has called us or not is what I like to call us being biased for God. And what I mean is when God Almighty calls us, we'll come and realize that our views, that is the way we view life, it is always favoring God's opinion. Whereas when we are worldly, what we believe in this world, it always tends to favor what people think, what the government thinks, and we share their views. And let me give you a typical example of that. If you read Numbers chapter 25, verses 7 and 8, and verses 10 to 13, you can see that the 
Israelites had rebelled against God by committing adultery and fornication with the Moabites. And, and Phinehas, when he saw that people were rebelling against God, he felt angry. That is, he kind of took sides with God. The reason why I'm citing this is because when we're biased for God, we defend his interests. We believe in what he believes in. We share his goals. And anytime we see that people are generally not caring about God's principles, they just want to do whatever they want, then we are not really okay with that. We like to take sides with God and make people and God Almighty know that it is God's principles that we believe in. So we're always on one side of things. We're not in the middle, as Jesus Christ said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, and Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. If you also look at what David did in 2 Samuel chapter 1, you can also see that bias. When he saw that an Amalekite was the one who had killed King Saul and was proud enough to even come to him to report the news, he killed him because of what the Amalekites did to the Israelites back when God was taking them to Canaan. If you read Deuteronomy chapter 25, verses 17 to 19. So he took on the side of God. He didn't do what other people would do. No, he shared God's views. Another sign that God has called us is if we allow God to direct our lives. And what I mean by that is, let's say you set up a church, for example. If you are not called by God to set up a church, then what will end up happening is you begin to do things without really caring about whether God is in support of them. For example, you'll begin to exploit people and all that because you are doing it just for your own glory. If you read Romans chapter 16, verse 18. But if you set up a church and you are called by God, then you will generally allow God to direct what happens in the church. And it's not just in churches. Generally, in our relationship with God, if we are converted or if we're called by God, then we'll see that we want God to direct our lives. We want God to point the direction so that we follow. If you look at the life of David, he was always asking for the ephod to be brought. Like in 1 Samuel chapter 23, 3 from verses 1 to 9, and chapter 30 verse 7, because he wanted to know God's opinion so that he could walk in that track. He wasn't interested in doing whatever was in his mind. King Solomon advised us to live that way in Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 to 7, where he said, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. Another sign that God has called us is if we take his service seriously. You know, there's some Christians who, they come to Christ and they want to serve God and all that, but when opportunities come to disobey God or when temptations come, they tend to fall for it because God Almighty is not really that importance to them. As in, when other things come, they can easily just forsake him, and they can do what God doesn't like without really feeling so much. But when we are converted, when God Almighty calls us, then we become very concerned about making sure that what we do in our lives, God Almighty likes it and he approves of it. 
For example, if you look at Acts chapter 6, verses 1 to 4, you can see that the apostles had realized that people were bringing worldly matters into the ministry and they were becoming quite important. So then the apostles said, okay, let's not make God's ministry about serving tables instead of preaching the gospel. They cared about it because they were called by God and they took the service of God seriously. So they didn't just want it to be taken by a carnal man and then it becomes about collecting money and other worldly stuff. No, they kept it the exact way God wants it to be. So when we're called by God, we'll see that as we're walking with him and as we're doing his will, we're always trying to pay attention to make sure that whatever we're doing in our lives, God approves of it so that we can have a good relationship with him. Then the eighth way that we can figure out whether God Almighty has called us or not is by how willing we are to sacrifice certain things when they become hindrances to serving God. If we are not converted, then by the time maybe it's our job we have to sacrifice because it's not giving us time to serve God. Or maybe it's certain friends that are irresponsible and we are so connected to them, we just can't leave them because of God. So then we leave God and cling to friends or jobs or whatever. So when we're not converted, we're more likely to do that. But when God Almighty has called us, we'll be more willing to sacrifice anything that is making it difficult for us to do what God wants. If you look at what Paul said in Philippians chapter 3 verses 7 to 8, you'll be able to see some elements of this because he said in that place that he counted everything he'd sacrificed, including being a Pharisee, because that was a big thing back then, of course. He counted all that as dunk, worthless, things he could easily give away so that he could gain Christ. So he was willing to make any sacrifices that need to be made so that he could do what an apostle was supposed to do. So we can realize now the kind of life that someone who's converted or someone who God has called lives versus someone who is serving God based on tradition and all that. But that drive, that spirit isn't really within them. Then there are a couple more that we'll look at. There's also the side of persecution. That is, when we're converted, we're also willing to face persecution. That is, we won't adjust our lives in such a way that people will like us, even though we believe in God. No, we will allow that opposition to come. If you look at Jesus Christ, persecution and insults were always coming because he wasn't trying to pretend like he was just like the Pharisees. No, he, he acknowledged the fact that God sent him on a mission and he made sure that people saw that. If you read John chapter 4 verse 34 and chapter 5 verse 30, he made that very clear that there was something that he was doing and people would not be able to stop him from accomplishing it. If you also look at the apostles, it's the same thing. In fact, what makes that story so interesting is the fact that they even rejoiced when they had to suffer. If you read Acts chapter 5 verses 41 and 42 and Acts chapter 16, you can see that they were rejoicing when they were beaten and when they were put in jail and all that. So people who are called by God are able to do that because they know that when they go through persecution, that is, if we've been called by God and we have to suffer persecution and tribulation and all that, then we know that we're doing the right thing. 
you remember where Christ said, Blessed are they that are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's Matthew chapter 5, verse 10. So when we're converted, we're more willing to face that kind of persecution, just so that we can remain on the side of God. The last thing that we can use to find out whether God has called us or not is if we put, let me say, all our eggs in God's basket. And what I mean is, when we completely rely on God Almighty, we rely on Him for sustenance, we rely on Him for help, we rely on Him for direction, for everything that we need in our lives, then we are called by God. If you look at the life of Jesus Christ, for example, you can see that He was always relying on God, especially when He was about to die. You can see how He said that He put His Spirit in the hands of God, because He put his trust in God, the fact that God would resurrect him and bring him back to heaven and bring him to his former glory as he prayed in John chapter 17 verses 4 and 5. So he wasn't trusting in the Pharisees and what they could provide or in physical carnal things. No, his trust was in God and he relied on God for support and direction. If you also look at what David said in Psalm chapter 18 verse 2, you can see it's the same thing. He said that God was his fortress and his high tower, and his buckler, right? Something he could rely on, something he trusted. So for us to be called means that God is that to us. We rely on him. We trust in him. Going back to that Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, how we should trust in God with all our hearts and not lean onto our own understanding. So it is when we see these things happening in our lives that we know that God Almighty has in and if these things are happening, we should thank God for it because it is His grace that He has shown to us that has allowed us to walk in that path of salvation. If you read Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, it's a common verse in Christendom. Paul said, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So when God has done this great thing for us, we should thank Him for it, and we should show appreciation to God for what He has done by continuing to walk in that path on to the end. Have a great day, and God bless you. Oh, one more thing. If you like what you heard today, feel free to share a message at https colon double slash anchor dot fm slash it pays to fear God slash message. Once again, that's https colon double slash anchor dot fm slash it pays to fear god slash message hope to hear your wonderful feedback